asked. Here we are, week eight, I do believe. Yes, week eight it is. Um, forgive me if you hear uh, the TV on the background. We've got the UCLA-Michigan Elite Eight game on, so just uh, ignore that in the background. Um, it'll be wipeout later, but I digress. This isn't about that. <clears throat> it's about some softball, so let's dive right in. SEC standings. Mississippi State is last at 0-9, which is very shocking, given their offensive firepower that they have. South Carolina's 12th at 0-6. Auburn 11th at 1-5. Tennessee is 10th at 2-4. LSU 9th at 4-5. LSU's having a very disappointing season by their standards and with their lineup, so... We'll see if they can rebound. They've got a a good chance against the team that's above them in the SEC right now. So, um, Kentucky, Georgia, and Missouri all tied at for sixth at three and three. Ole Miss is fifth at five and four. Texas A&M surprisingly is up in fourth at four and two. Um, Now Texas A&M has a huge series this weekend, to, uh, this week coming up weekend. Um, so we'll see if they can stay in fourth or not. Um, Alabama's third at six and three. Florida's second at eight and one, and Arkansas holds steady in first at nine and zero. Oh. Arkansas is certainly surprising me this season. Um, I didn't expect them to be twenty eight and three and nine and zero oh in the SEC. Um, I don't know if they'll drop a game this weekend. I'll make a pick on that their series later this uh, later, but uh, that's how the SEC shapes up. So let's move on to the Big Ten. Penn State last at one and fifteen. Rutgers thirteenth at one and or three and thirteen. Wisconsin's twelfth at four and twelve. They're having a down year. Probably looking to rebuild um, for the future. Purdue's 11th at 5 and 11. Michigan State is 10th at 6 and 10. Maryland and Indiana are tied for 8th at 7 and 9. Nebraska and Ohio State are tied at 6th with uh, 9 and 7 records. Iowa's 5th at 10 and 6. Illinois drops to 4th at 11 and 5. Minnesota's 3rd at 12 and 4. Michigan is second and 13 and 3, and Northwestern still leads the Big Ten at 15 and 1. So kudos to the Wildcats for staying on top. <clears throat> um, I believe Northwestern is playing a lower tier team, or lower Big Ten team this weekend, so that's why they're not in my uh, schedule for the week. Um, ACC standings, you got Boston College last at 1-8, Georgia Tech 12th at 4-14, Virginia and Pitt tied at 10th for at 4-13, Louisville 9th at 4-9, NC State is 8th at 10-11, Syracuse is 7th at 6-6, six six. Notre Dame is 6th at 9-6, six. 
North Carolina, having been on the pause for a couple weeks now, is fifth at six and three. Virginia Tech is fourth at 13 and five. Clemson's third at 14 and four. Florida State is second at eight and two. And Duke is first, still leading the ACC at 14 and three. There's some pretty key ACC matchups, which I'll get to this weekend or um, at the end of this, but that's what the ACC looks like. Pac-12. Utah's last at 0-6. Cal is 8th at 1-2 since they didn't get to play UCLA this past weekend. Oregon State and Arizona State are tied at 6th with 2-4 and four records in conference. Washington and Arizona are tied for 4th at 3-2. And, and Oregon, Stanford, and UCLA are all tied at the top at 3-0. and Um... Big 12, Texas Tech and Iowa State are tied for last at 0-3. Texas didn't play conference, non-conference, uh, uh, Big 12 team this past weekend. They had a tournament, so they're fifth at 0-0. Kansas is fourth at 1-2. Oklahoma State's third at 2-1. And, and Oklahoma and Baylor on top at 3-0. This is the first time Baylor has swept a Big 12 opponent since 2017, which is quite interesting. You wouldn't have think that because Baylor has such a good program, but just laying some facts down there for you. Some other uh, conferences and teams of, that you should be aware of, in my opinion, Central Florida and South Florida are both on top of the American at 4-0. Wichita State is third in the American at 3-1. George Washington, um, you'll find out later a little bit here in the next few minutes about why I have them on here, but they're leading the Atlantic 10 at 8-0. Uh, Liberties of on top of the Atlantic Sun three at 3-0. Three Florida Gulf Coast is second at eight and one. Villanova and DePaul are on top of the Big East at three and zero. Cal State Fullerton leads the Big West at three and zero. Long Beach State is second in that conference at five and one. Monmouth leads the Metro Athletic Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference at four and zero. Miami of Ohio leads the MAC at eight and zero. And 16 and 6 on the season, even getting some votes in the uh, NFCA poll. Illinois State leads the Missouri Valley at 5 and 0, 18 and 4 on the season. Missouri State is second at 7 and 1 and 16 and 9 on the season. Evansville is third at 5 and 1, 17 and 7 on the season. And Southern Illinois is fourth at 5 and 3 and 23 and 5 on the season. Um. It's crazy. You wouldn't think Southern Illinois, with how well they've played, would be fourth in the conference, but that's where they wind up. <laughs> so, uh, Fresno State and UNLV are tied on top of the Mountain West at 5-1. and one. Central Connecticut State and St. Francis are on top of the Northeast Conference at 4-0. Uh, Southeast Missouri State leads the Ohio Valley at 11-1. Boston University leads the Patriot League at 2-0 and 12-1 on the season. 
Northwestern State and Stephen F. Austin lead the Southland at 9-0. Texas State and Troy are on top of the Sun Belt 5-0 and 6-0 respectively. Louisiana's third at 6-1. South Alabama is fifth at 6-3. And lastly, South Dakota State is on top of the Summit League at 4-0 and 19-4. Um, South Dakota State is very good right now. Normally it's North Dakota State that rules the Summit League, but right now South Dakota State is putting their mark down very early. So, I'm impressed to see what the direct Jackrabbits uh, can do throughout the rest of the season. RPI rankings. I didn't do it last week because I didn't wasn't aware that they released them for this season. So I've got our RPI rankings this week. Iowa's 146 despite being a hundred or uh, being ten and six. <sighs> I'm not gonna pretend to know what exactly all goes into the RPI rankings, but these are just the ones that surprise me or should be taken note of. You got Texas Tech at 97, Cal at 93, Illinois at 83, Stanford at 57, Northwestern 55, Minnesota 50, Southern Illinois 48, Iowa State 47, Texas State 46, Troy 44, Michigan's 42, Baylor's 39, South Dakota State, I just mentioned them, they're 37. Louisiana's 36th, Texas 34, James Madison 31, Wichita State 29, Central Florida 28, Georgia 27, Kentucky 26, Hofstra for some reason is 25th, Washington's 24th, Arizona State's 23rd, Arizona 22, George Washington, I just mentioned them, uh, they're 21st. Oklahoma State's 20th, Virginia Tech 19, Missouri 17, Oklahoma 16th, uh, Tennessee's 15th, Oregon's 14th, Liberty is 13th, which is very understandable given their schedule and their record, uh, Clemson's 12th, Florida State's 11th, Auburn is 9th, which is surprising to me given that they're kind of crappy in the SEC right now, um, Duke is 7th. Arkansas is 6th, LSU's 4th, Florida's 3rd, UCLA 2nd, and Alabama's on top of the RPI. So just some things I took note of while looking at that. <clears throat> looking at the stats as of Monday night, you got, of course, Jocelyn Alo is 5th in the nation in batting average, 2nd in home runs per game at .84, Tiari Jennings of Oklahoma, third at .6. And Braxton Burnside of Arkansas is fifth at .57. Jocelyn Lowe is also second in the nation in RBIs per game at 2.24. Tiari Jennings, fifth, 1.84. Rachel Garcia, the stud at uh, UCLA, is fourth in ERA at .29. Shannon Sale of Oklahoma is 5th with .47. Rachel Garcia also leads the nation in strikeouts per 7 innings at 14.3. Alex Duraco of Michigan, 2nd, 
Courtney Coppersmith of UMBC is third with 13.3. Janie Worthington of North Texas is fourth at 13.2. And McKenna Clithermis of Oregon is fifth with 12.8. And I'm sorry if I butchered your last name. It's a very hard-looking name. Um, Mary Half of Arkansas leads the nation in victories with 17. Keely Rochard of Virginia Tech second with 15. And Gabby Plain of Washington, third with 14. Jocelyn Olo is also second in the nation in slugging percentage with a 1.551. Tiari Jennings, third with 1.171. Sammy Williams of Iowa State leads the nation in hits with 49. Kayla Kowalik of Kentucky is second with 46. Sierra Bryan of Louisiana and Danielle Gibson of Arkansas are tied for fourth with 44. Jocelyn Olo leads the nation in home runs with 21, Braxton Burnside second with 17, T.R. Jennings third with 15, Kinsey Hansen of Oklahoma and Sammy Williams uh, are tied for fourth with 14 home runs. Um, <clears throat> Jocelyn Olo again leads the nation in RBIs with 56, T.R. Jennings second with 46, Sammy Williams third with 40, Braxton Burnside, 4th with 39, and Cassidy Crupit of South Carolina, 5th with 37. Rachel Garcia leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio with 16.33. Uh, Megan Fromo, also of UCLA, 2nd at 12.86. Peyton Gottschall of Bowling Green is 3rd with 12.69. And Brittany Pickett of North Carolina is 5th with an 11.56. Uh, Gabby Plain leads the nation in strikeouts with 178. Peyton Gottschall second, 165. Leanna Johnson of Troy is third with 157. Keely Rochard fourth, 156. And Georgina Cork of South Florida is fifth with 143. Um, on to team stats. Oklahoma leads the nation in batting average, .461. Texas is fourth with a .38 and UCLA is 5th with .373. Michigan leads the nation in ERA at .87. UCLA is 3rd at 1.09. Stanford, surprisingly, is 4th at 1.26. Alabama is 5th at 1.26 as well. Arizona leads the nation in fielding percentage at .989. Washington, 3rd at .986. Texas Tech is 4th at .985. Oklahoma's 5th at .984. Oklahoma leads the nation in home runs per game with 3.36. Arizona State's 2nd with 2.11. Arkansas's 3rd at 1.97. And James Madison and UNCG are tied for 4th at 1.92. Oklahoma leads the nation in scoring at 12.32 runs per game. George Washington is third at 7.82 runs per game. Um, Texas is fourth at 7.81 runs per game. And UCLA and James Madison are fifth at 7.75 runs per game. Oklahoma leads the nation in slugging percentage, .902. UCLA is third at .68. Arizona State fourth at .657. Oklahoma and Hartford are the only unbeatens left in the country. Oklahoma's played 25 games. Hartford's played two. 
but those are the only unbeatens left. Um, UNC leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio, 7.69. Michigan second at 7.41. Um, Alabama's third at 7.15. Oregon is fourth at 6.8. And UCLA is fifth at 6.42. And lastly, Southern Illinois leads the nation in walks with 152. Arkansas is second with 122. And Texas A&M and UNCG are tied at for fourth at 114. So those are your stats. Um, moving on to notable games postponed or canceled. Uh, UCLA at Cal, I mentioned it this past weekend, got canceled due to COVID developments within the UCLA program. Also, all of UCLA's games this upcoming week have been canceled. It wasn't a Pac-12 schedule. They were playing non-conference this weekend, but those games have been canceled. They hope to get back um, to action next weekend when they play Oregon, which at, we absolutely need that serious to happen because I want to know who's towards the top of the nation right now um Troy's two games at Tennessee were cancelled due to inclement weather in Knoxville this weekend um George Washington this just came in today George Washington's two games at James Madison were postponed due to the threat of inclement weather I hope they can get these uh games scheduled um because it's huge for both Especially considering both are top 35 in the RPI. Um, so a win or a series win or a doubleheader win on either side would be absolutely massive. Um, especially considering the conferences they play in. It could be huge for seeding could be, uh, between a 2 and a 3 or even if they play well enough to even be considered for hosting a regional, which I don't think either would at this point, but just a possibility. Um, but anyway, let's recap Week 7. Ivy Davis had a home run and five RBIs in Tennessee's 9-1 six-inning win over Kennesaw State in their first game. Then Ashley Rogers had 12 strikeouts that led Tennessee to a 4-0 win in Game 2. Brooke Wilms had two doubles, a homer, and six RBIs in Missouri's 10-0 five-inning win over Western Illinois. Carissa Ornelas hit a walk-off two-run homer to lift Central Florida over Florida in a huge resume building win, 8-6. Um, it can't be overstated just how big of a win that was for Central Florida, because um, that's absolutely huge. Um, so, Central Florida gets a huge win, Florida takes a loss, you know, they're, that's not a loss that they should necessarily feel bad about, Central Florida just got the better of them that night, if they meet again in the tournament, it should be on Florida's field and not Central Florida, so, the roles will probably be reversed if it comes to that situation, um, but anyway, Kerry Eberly and Kelly Maxwell combined for the perfect game in Oklahoma State's 5-0 win over North Texas. Kennedy Sullivan walked it off for Western Kentucky in their massive upset win over Kentucky 2-1 in the ninth inning. Again, another mid 
<coughs> another quote-unquote mid-major taking down a Power 5 team. Um, and that was stunning for Kentucky. I, d I really didn't think Western Kentucky would play them that well and even get the win, but they, there they were. They got it done. So I guess kudos to the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. <laughs> well done. Get your shout out. Um, Stanford took down BYU 5-4. to four. Boston College was able to hold Florida State down but couldn't pull the upset in their series opener 3-2. to two. Texas scored five runs in the bottom of the six to avoid an upset to South Dakota 6-5. to five. Um, Peyton St. George shut down Clemson's offense in Duke's series opener 2 to nothing, And then Shelby Walters continued the job in Game 2 in Duke's 3-1 win to guarantee at least the series split. Anna Shellnut's Grand Slam led Florida State over Boston College 5-0 to take the first two games of the series. Jada Cody's home run in the 8th walks it off for Central Florida over Houston 2-1. Um, so that was back-to-back walk-off home runs for Central Florida. you got to be feeling good about that. Um, so that's something you definitely have to take into account when considering how good this Central Florida team is. Um... A throwing error by pitcher Lexi Handley gifted Missouri the win over Auburn in the series opener 2-1 in the ninth inning. Michigan took down Indiana 7-1 thanks to six runs in the seventh to take the series opener. Sydney Supple's two-run double lifted Northwestern over Wisconsin 6-5 in their series opener. Jocelyn Lowe had two homers, five RBIs. And Sammy Williams had home run and four RBIs. And they both showed out as Oklahoma took, held off Iowa State's late charge to take the series opener 9-7. Uh, Elizabeth Hightower shut down LSU in Florida's 5-0 series opening win. <clears throat> I mentioned her name earlier, McKenna Clithermis. Uh, she fired 15 strikeouts for a no-hitter in Oregon's 3-0 win over Loyola Marymount. Uh, Katie Kemet-Mueller hit two home runs and three RBIs to power Minnesota in their 6-0 win over Illinois to open their series. A, sac a sacrifice bunt was the difference in Louisiana's 1-0 win over South Alabama in their series opener. Lenny Malkin's two-run homer is the difference is Mississippi State's offense was shut down yet again in a 2-0 win for Arkansas in their series opener. Stanford opened up their Pac-12 account with a win over Utah 5-2 to start their series. Keely Rochard struck out 16 more as Virginia Tech downed Louisville 3-0 to open that series. Baylor opened up their series taking down Texas Tech 5-2. Kansas pulled the upset on Oklahoma State 7-4, continuing the Cowgirls' problems. Luckily, I'll mention it a little bit later, Oklahoma State went on to win this series by winning the next two games. But good on the Jayhawks for getting that win. That was a huge win for their program. Um, Kansas is having a very quiet 
very solid season. Um, so I'm excited to see. They have a massive series, which I'll talk about later coming up this weekend. Um, so stick around for that. Excuse me. Autumn Gillespie's two-run walk-off homer lift, lifted Ole Miss over Georgia 6-4 in their series opener. Haley Lee's double, home run, and three RBIs powered Texas A&M past South Carolina 6-3 in their series opener. Uh, Jesse Harper had two home runs and five RBIs in Arizona's 7-0 win over Oregon State in their series opener. What a shocker, the home run queen, Jesse Harper, does home run queen things. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay, quick shout out, uh, congratulations to the UCLA Bruins for taking down the Michigan Wolverines in the Elite Eight to advance to the Final Four. Um, UCLA is just a, apparently a juggernaut. Um, but anyway... Uh, Arizona State used a double steal to walk off on Washington to take the opener 5-4. Keely Rochard had 12 strikeouts in a 2-0 win for over Louisville or for Virginia Tech over Louisville in game one on Saturday. Um, Michaela Hurst, two home runs and three RBIs, led Louisville to a 3-2 win in game two to avoid a potential sweep. Uh, Texas avoided another scare, getting the walk-off on UT Arlington 2-1. And then Shannon Rhodes hit uh, three homers and had six RBIs to lead Texas to an 8-0 five-inning win over UTSA. Uh, Clemson got to Peyton St. George early and got the win over Duke 4-1 to, to give them hope of the series split on Sunday. Um... Uh, Missouri earned the series win with Auburn in a 6-5 win on Saturday. Storocco got 17 strikeouts in Michigan's 3-1 9-inning win over Indiana on Saturday. In a score that looked more like football than a softball score, Northwestern took down Wisconsin 15-7 in Game 1 on Saturday. Morgan Newport came in and shut Wisconsin down four to nothing to win the series with North, uh, with Wisconsin. Excuse me. Um, Florida State scored four in the top of the six to ensure a series win over Boston College and their four to one win. Emily Hansen's home run and four RBIs are the difference in Minnesota's five to one win over Illinois in Game One on Saturday. And then Emily Henson had the exact same stat line in Game 2's 9-5 win for uh, Minnesota. Um, so kudos to Emily Hansen for having <laughs> the exact same stat line in both wins. Um, Georgia took down Ole Miss 3-1 to force the rubber match on Sunday. Give me a second while I get a sip of drink here. Oh, All right, that's better. Mm. Arkansas didn't shut down Mississippi State 
but they still got the win, eight to seven, to win the series on Saturday. Alabama took down Kentucky eleven to six in an offensive game to open that series, which was kind of shocking, especially when you see that Alabama was uh, what was it fourth? I said. No, fifth in ERA in the nation. That game must not have had a lot of earned runs for Alabama, but anyway. Sierra Bryan hit a walk-off double to, in Louisiana's one to nothing win over South Alabama to win the series. Oklahoma State held off Kansas, Kansas to force the rubber match on Sunday 4-2. Kelly Martinez's grand slam in the first set the tone in Texas A&M's 10-2 five-inning win over South Carolina to clinch the series. Deja Molipola had a home run in five RBIs in Arizona's comeback win versus Oregon State, 9-5 in Game 1 on Saturday. Alyssa Palomino Cardoza hit two home runs and six RBIs in 10-2, five-inning win for Arizona to clinch the series win over Oregon State. Kendra Hackbarth's home run and three RBIs led Arizona State to the 6-1 win over Washington in Game 1 on Saturday. Um, and then Washington hit home runs all over the place uh, to win the second game 14-7. Another softball score that looks more like a football score instead of softball, but... You know, sometimes those games you tend to happen. You know, you just get the better of the other pitchers, and that's just how it goes. Just got to play through those and take each game at a time. Uh, Florida downed LSU 7-4 to guarantee the series win. Um, and then Cheyenne Lindsey had a double, a home run, and five RBIs as, Florida's, as Florida swept LSU in a 9-3 win on Sunday. So, I mentioned LSU having problems earlier. That was certainly... Getting swept by Florida, even though it was at Gainesville in Florida, that's not a good look for me. LSU, I believe, I looked at their uh, record this morning. It was 15 and 11, not counting their win over Louisiana Monroe yesterday. Um, so LSU's got some problems that they need to deal with. So that's up on LSU. Next man up, or you know. Everybody's got to raise their level game to another level. We'll have to wait and see. <clears throat> uh, Michigan shut down Indiana to get the four-game sweep, four to nothing. An error gave uh, Central Florida the four-game sweep of Houston, four to three, in a very hard-fought series. Um, but ultimately, Houston couldn't get the upset win over Central Florida in any game. Um, so, you know, that's a tough break for Houston. But they showed flashes of having the ability to, you know, get series wins in the American Conference. I think Wichita State and South Florida need to be on alert when they take on Houston, whenever that is, as we go through the year. Just be, just be aware of that. Um... Virginia Tech won the series with Louisville with an 8 0 five inning win. Oklahoma State powered way to the series win with the 12 0 five inning win over Kansas. 
Sydney Sickles shut down uh, Minnesota as Illinois avoided the sweep with an 8 0 five inning win. Louisiana got the sweep of South Alabama with a 6 0 win. Bree Warren's, um, excuse me, <coughs> reset. Bree Warren's home run and two RBIs led Texas A&M to the uh, sweep of South Carolina in a two-to-one win. Uh, Shelby Lowe's 11 strikeouts helped Auburn avoid the sweep against Missouri in a three-to-nothing win. Penn State got their first win of the season in a seven-to-five eight-inning win over Nebraska. Um, so congratulations to the Nittany Lions for getting their first win. I know it's been a rough season but so far, but at least you got that first one on the board, albeit in an extra inning affair, but at least you got one down. Now you can start working on building towards more wins. Baylor took down Texas Tech 5-2 again to sweep the series. Tiari Jennings had a double home run and six RBIs as part of an offensive explosion as Oklahoma cruised to the 22-2 five-inning win over Iowa State to complete the sweep and stay undefeated on the season. Stanford got the sweep of Utah with a 4-1 win. Northwestern held off Wisconsin to sweep uh, them with a 6-5 win. Braxton Burnside's two-run homer lifted Arkansas to a sweep of Mississippi State in 4-3 win. Uh, Ole Miss won their series with Georgia thanks to a 3-2 win. Four home runs from Washington earned the series split with Arizona State in 11-1 five-inning win. And Arizona swept Oregon State thanks to Deja Molipola's three-run homer in 7-5 win. Kentucky even the series with Alabama thanks to a 4-2 win, forcing the rubber match on Monday. Clemson got the series split with Duke in a 4-2 win, and I was very excited to see that because that means I called that uh, series or predicted that series right. Thank God. Um, Kentucky came back and won in extras to win the series over Alabama 5-4 in eight innings. That's, I mean, I didn't, I did honestly did not expect Kentucky to win that series, even though they were playing at home. Um, so, Kentucky, after losing to Western Kentucky in the midweek, rallied to beat Alabama in the three-game series. Um, so, kudos to the Wildcats um, and uh, Rachel Lawson over there at Kentucky. Very concerted effort to get back in a in in a good way um, this past weekend, and I don't. Uh, let me look at who they have this week. It doesn't necessarily get any easier, you know. The SEC is always going to be a battle every week, um, at, for at least one game, um, and then lastly. Ashley Rogers silenced Liberty's offense in a six to nothing win for Tennessee yesterday. Um, Tennessee, although they didn't get to play Troy this weekend because the weather was bad, 
They did get to play Furman on Monday and had to come back in the bottom of the sixth both games to beat Furman. I thought that was going to mean Tennessee would lose to Liberty yesterday. Ultimately, Ashley Rogers completely shut them down and didn't allow a run to Liberty's powerful offense. And Tennessee got the win. And that's a huge win for Tennessee because I believe Tennessee's 15th in RBI, uh, RPI. They beat number 13 6 to nothing. So the RPI didn't count and take into account this game because the RPI is through games played as of Sunday. But so that'll factor into next week's rankings. But you know, like I said, I'm not going to try to figure out what all goes into the RPI rankings and how everything is deciphered. Um, but that's your recap of week seven. Uh, let's look ahead to the schedule for week eight, shall we? Um, tonight you got Florida at Jacksonville. I want to see if um, Alyssa Bilodeau, um, she's an outstanding pitcher for Jacksonville. I want to see if she can shut down Florida on her home field. I believe she pitched, very, I, I, if I remember correctly, she pitched very well against Florida on Florida's field earlier this season. So, um, I wouldn't be shocked to see Jacksonville play a close game with Florida tonight. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see on that one. Um, Tuesday... A uh, few good games. Central Arkansas at Ole Miss. I'm intrigued to see how that game goes. Liberty at Virginia. I'm pretty confident Liberty will win this game, but I want to see if Virginia can play well enough at home to be able to have the possibility of winning against Liberty. And Texas A&M at Texas State is a very solid matchup. Texas State is receiving votes in both major polls. Texas A&M looks to be on the rise after their uh, uh, after their sweep of South Carolina. So those are the good uh, those are the good midweeks. Um, here's for the series this weekend. Ole Miss at LSU. Here's a chance for LSU to get back on the co- uh, board at home against Ole Miss and I know Ole Miss is playing well right now but I'm going to take LSU in this series with caution 2-1 South Florida at Houston I mentioned it earlier Houston they didn't win any games at Central Florida this past weekend any of those four games but it was very hard fought none of those games were runaways I think South Florida should be on alert here at Houston. I'll take South Florida to win the series 3-1, to one, but I think Houston could easily have this be a series split or even a series win if South Florida is not careful. Missouri at South Carolina. South Carolina doesn't look good in SEC play so far, so they return home with a chance to take down Missouri. Now, do I think South Carolina wins the series? No. I think Missouri will take this series 2-1 to one over South Carolina. Arizona at Stanford for four games. 
This is actually a very intriguing matchup since Stanford is fourth in the nation in ERA and Arizona is, you know, they're at, what was it, three and two in conference. So I think, uh, oh God, um, give me Arizona on the, oh God, I'll take Arizona on the four game sweep. Um, that's not easy for me to say, but I think Arizona's going to sweep Stanford on Stanford's field. Baylor at BYU for three games. I fully expect Baylor to at least win two of these games. Um, I don't expect them to win the third. I feel like BYU is just going to have enough for one victory against Baylor at home on their field in Utah. Um, something to look for. Uh, Notre Dame at Florida State. This is a big one for Notre Dame to prove that they should be in the top upper echelon of the ACC standings. <clears throat> Florida State, after having a little scares against Boston College this weekend, returns home to take on Notre Dame. I think <clears throat> I think Notre Dame's pitching is good enough to keep them in the game, but ultimately Florida State will win this series three to one. Arkansas at Auburn. Will Arkansas stay perfect in SEC play? I say no. I think Auburn will take one game, but Arkansas will win this series two to one. <clears throat> Texas A&M at Alabama. This is where Texas A&M can prove they're legit by going to Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa. God, I cannot say that town to save my life. Um, and take down Alabama. Do I think they do it? No, I think Alabama sweeps Texas A&M. They're too good and they have too many weapons to lose to Texas A&M, in my opinion. This could be the series of the weekend, but Florida at Georgia, the Florida-Georgia line. Play some Florida-Georgia line on the, in the background. Um, but I think Florida takes this series 2-1. to one. I think Florida will win 2, Georgia will win 1. Central Florida at Tulsa for four games. Tulsa hasn't played in conference yet, um, so I'm very intrigued to see how Tulsa will look in their first American action. Um, uh, but I fully expect Central Florida to win three games at least in this series. But I think, you know, Tulsa not having played conference yet, they could come out with some fire and... They're playing a nationally ranked team, so they can come out and play easy because they don't have a ton of pressure on them like Central Florida will have. But that's just my take. I think Central Florida still wins the series, though. Kentucky at Tennessee. Oh, man, do I want to pick a Kentucky sweep, but I'm going to pick Kentucky 2-1. to one. Especially after what they did to Alabama this weekend, I think they very easily could sweep Tennessee, but I'll go Kentucky 2-1. to one. 
If North Carolina is back and able to play this weekend, they'll travel to Clemson for four games, and I would, I'm would i going to take a Clemson four-game sweep all day. Clemson's one of the best teams in the ACC and ERA right now, so 100% I'm taking Clemson over North Carolina. The ACC series of the weekend, though, and also could quite possibly be the series of the weekend. Virginia Tech travels to Durham to take on Duke for four games. If Keely Rochard pitched every game, I would say Virginia Tech will win three of those four games. But since I know they're at least going to give her one game off, I'm going to say a series split. Virginia Tech 2, Duke 2. Um, you can make your own decisions on that. Arizona State at Utah. I think Arizona State gets the four-game sweep. I think Utah is just in a very bad funk right now, and this is not the team that they want to face to get out of that funk. Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Iowa State brings Sammy Williams, um, a very talented stud, to um, – Stillwater and take on that cowgirl team, which is very inconsistent right now. <clears throat> I'm gonna take Oklahoma State two to one, but I think this could uh, very easily slip into Iowa State's favor if Oklahoma State is not careful. Texas Tech at Texas, give me Texas in the three-game sweep. I don't think Texas Tech is. Uh, after getting swept by Baylor last week, I don't think Texas Tech has enough in the tank, uh, gas in the tank to be able to compete with Texas on Texas's field. Despite Texas having scares and uh, being playing inconsistent, but get, still getting wins. Uh, Cal at Washington for four games. Cal coming off of not playing last week because of UCLA's series being canceled. I think Washington sweeps Cal four games. The Battle of Oregon, Oregon at Oregon State for four games. I think having the series in Corvallis for Oregon State will uh, enable them to win one game, but they will not uh, split the series or win the series against Oregon. Oregon will win the series 3-1 to one, in my opinion. And the last series of the weekend that we have um, is Kansas and at Oklahoma for three games. Now, I really want to see Kansas knock Oklahoma from the ranks of the unbeaten, but I really can't take bet against Oklahoma, at least not with Kansas. Texas, sure. Baylor, I think, could get a win against Oklahoma. But it, Kansas, I don't think they're ready for that. They're not, they're not upper tier Big Twelve just yet. Um, so give me Oklahoma in three game sweep of Kansas. That's all I have for you this week uh, for week eight. Um, looking forward to watching more softball as we transition into April and less out of basketball season. So I'll be watching more softball games. As we go along, um, and coverage is going to pick up across um, ESPN, ESPNU, ESPN2, Big Ten Network, FS1, 
um, basically all the major networks are going to start picking up more and more softball games. It's a growing game. Um, and my advice is just try to watch as much as you can. I mean, enjoy it. Because you, you never know when it's going to stop We learn or when it's going to end. We learned that last season. Um, so here we are. Um, enjoy the week um, of softball. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next week uh, again here for the Around the Bases podcast. Till then, have a good night and have a great week and watch some softball. And we'll see you again next week ready to do it all over. Thank you and have a good night.